like they did Evil Dead, mm-hmm. uh, then the Thor, uh, was it number two? Yeah, uh, the second one? Yeah, yeah Dark World, because she left mid-production, right? She, they, she, I think she finished off the production, but they had to come back to do the- uh, Oh, Ray Shoots. Because they fired her friend. <laughs> so they forgot his wife. Luckily, they both had blonde hair. Yeah, lucky. <laughs> I mean, it was probably just mostly just inserts and shit like that too. So, all right, okay. you all good? You already got the energies. Got it. Got it good and going. Yep. All right, we're going in three, two, one. What's up, everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast, your source for all film and TV related news and topics. I'm your host, Andy King, and with me is my co-host, Adrian. And of course, sitting across from us is, oh, wait, wait a second. Oh, he's not there? Mike Cards is not here tonight, everyone? Oh, well, guess what? We fired him. That's right, everyone. Michael is fired. No, I'm joking. <laughs> he is currently out on a COVID sick leave right now. He got the Rona. Yeah, he didn't wash his hands. <laughs> is that what he said? I don't know what he did. <laughs> I'm assuming. I don't know. What he did. Uh, no, something happened, but he is doing well. He is, you know, has minor symptoms. He's okay. He's just at home quarantined, probably watching a just binge watching Netflix probably all day. I'm guessing. He's knowing him. He's watching some feel-good movies. Like, <laughs> you know, he told him, "Hey, dude, watch some scary movies. What catch up on like the Scream franchise at least." Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he's I. It's all feel good. It's all the feel goods right now. That's Michael though. He's a feel-good guy. Yeah, <laughs> but we wish him well with a good old speedy recovery, and yeah. we'll see him in about two weeks. Yeah, hopefully in two weeks, he'll be good to go. We'll see him back here this beautiful face you know i was thinking for uh next week we could probably have him on a zoom call yes i was th- i gotta figure that one yeah, out yeah 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 i've never worked all enough through the two years of pandemic you never use zoom i've never used zoom really never had to use it Re- really dude i'm a mechanic <laughs> i don't use i i have never used zoom <laughs> The only time I use any FaceTime is when we actually talk on on Facebook. Oh, no, using Facebook Messenger? Yep, that's yeah. the only time I used it. Oh, yeah, no, you got to get up on the Zoom thing now. Oh, I want to. I've <laughs> seen people play with it. Like, I kind of want to play with it. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, we'll definitely try to get him on for next week. Just, it was so last minute. Yeah. So last minute. He came back from Oregon, right? Yes, he just yeah. came back from Oregon. So, I don't know. It's fested there, probably. He's just infested. Man, it's... <laughs> I mean, the airports. And, <laughs> I mean, like when I came back from Wisconsin, yeah. I was like, man, I, I'm hoping, I'm praying that I don't want it. I survived. Oh, yeah, yeah. And at this point, it's like, it's not even really about like, oh, we're going to die because we're vaccinated. Yeah. You know, Mike's vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. You're vaccinated. It's like, at this point, it's like, it's the inconvenience of like, like the flu now. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to get sick. I don't want to feel shitty. Yeah, I don't want to get sick. I don't want that. I don't want to be locked in my room for, you know, well, I think it's not down to five days. Yeah, it's five days. Yeah, but still. But Mike's taking us two weeks. No, he, <laughs> he's stretching it. <laughs> like, I know a couple of people who are extra cautious, and they'll take those two weeks. Yeah, two yeah. Weeks. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, it's like, I don't want to feel shitty. No, I don't want to. That's not uh, be shitty. Dude, I don't want to get the flu either, so I'm just like, why? <laughs> Dude, I, okay, I don't even remember when I got it the last time. Yeah. That'd be quarantine. Yeah. Dude, within three days, 
I didn't leave my, I didn't like go in public, but I drove around my car because I hated being stuck in my room. Yeah, yeah. You're, you are a person who can't stay indoors all day. No. You have to go out and do something. Yeah. So I literally just got in my car <laughs> and just drove around the city for an hour just because I needed to get out of You my just house. needed. I mean, that's some mental, you know, healthy, you yeah. know, recovery, trying to at least get yourself out there and see things. I mean, you could have easily gone out a jog around the neighborhood or something like that. Just kept yourself isolated. Wait, wait, take a quick, quick pause. I'm not going to pause, but uh, your shoes. Oh, they, yeah, it's scraping. Yeah, yeah you can come off. Here. What's that noise? I hear it. I'm like so short, so I'm barely like, I, I'm barely reaching the actual floor. So I just yeah. getting around. You know, it sounds like the dry going off. Like, yeah, what, what is that? What is that? <laughs> Right. It's just I'm so tiny. Look at this. Um, and I'm sitting in Mike's chair too. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, because Mike's chair is locked. So it's it's massive. It makes me look like a toddler. Like yeah, if we were actually had video right now, I look ridiculous in this. Yeah, because I mean, if you look on the camera when Mike's here, it towers him still. Mm -hmm. And Mike is, you know, well, how tall is he? Like what's five? Yeah, he's like five eleven. Five, yeah, good. Like five ten, five eleven. Yeah, yeah. So it's still, you know, the back, the headrest portion is still, you know, above his head. Yeah. So with Anthony, he's just like, just. <laughs> it looks like baby Morpheus. <laughs> <laughs> just swinging around in this chair. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but this is funny because this tonight's topic is really really something related to just what recently happened to us so since mike is gone he's sick you know we didn't have a video guy we don't have our main mixer guy yeah. so right now i'm sitting here in front of the board we're actually splitting it up between the two so we had to work around everything just so we can actually record tonight and that is something that is very common within the film industry is workarounds shit always hits the fan all the time i have never been on the film set where everything went right 100% of the time. What's I've that? never. What's that? Uh, what's that? Uh, I, I'm not, I had it earlier, but I drew a blank. Uh, anything that can go on will go wrong. What's it? Murphy's uh, Law? Murphy's Law. Yeah, it's Murphy's Law. Which I remember going to like my film class. Like, they saw the one person he becomes friends with yeah. is Murphy's Law. Murphy's yeah. Law. Mm. That becomes your best friend. Mm -hmm. Because it's true. Yeah, Anything it, that goes wrong will absolutely It will happen. It will happen. It doesn't matter. A light will fall down, fixtures, people just don't show up sometimes. Yeah. Like shit always goes wrong. And you always got to prepare and you always have to think ahead and know these fixes and workarounds. Yeah. That's why we were always taught when we started out filming, you a filmmaker is just someone who fixes shit. Yeah. You can work around shit. You are a fixer. When Things go wrong. You got to know exactly how to make things go right. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, a lot of times we sit there, like, when, I remember a couple of times where we, like, work on a project, then all of a sudden, dead stop, and we all have to think about, like, okay, what can, what else can we do? What oh, else yeah. Can we film? What mm -hmm. else can we do? Mm-hmm. Sure, you know, we'll make it happen. You know what's funny with us? Like, usually what always happens, it's always a lighting issue for us, I can always tell. There's it's always something lights. where some lights or some light problem happens and we just have to like get a quick fix around. It happens mostly with lights. I've noticed that's oh, with us. No, it's mostly with lights, but because we're in a panic state, we can't think clearly enough <laughs> because I remember when we were filming in the cabin, we needed warm lighting Yeah, and we were panicking. Like, what do we do? What do we do? 
Fuck it, bounce it off the wall because around uh, they're wooden walls, so it's brown. Yeah, and it bounces back red mm-hmm. or warm tones. Yeah, we could have easily gone down to the hardware store and picked up regular bulbs. <laughs> but we were could we though? Like that—that that was during a time where it was like blizzarding, snowing out there. Would you want to drive out there in that? Dude, I would have done it. <laughs> I would have thought about it. Actually, it didn't cross my mind that we could do that. Yeah. Until after the second time we came back, we're like, fuck, we could actually just, just do this entire just time. We just got to the hardware store and get some lights. But that's what we do. But we, we made it work. No, no, we make it yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. We always make it work. That's how what we, no matter what, no matter what problems we get, yeah. we always make it work and we make it happen. And that is the ideal filmmaker yes. is no matter what, whatever is on that script, whatever is in your imagination, you try to make it work yeah. for your production. Yeah. And the one thing you got to, like I said, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. So don't hold on to something so, you know, that it has to be done this exact way mm-hmm. because you will lose it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking to shoot, you know, to shoot a fight scene in one particular way, some shit might hit the fan completely. Like mm. it did with uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. They had a huge fight for scene. Way, for which one? The Raiders of the Last Ark, Lost Ark, mm-hmm. where Indiana Jones was supposed to have a sword fight scene oh he got sick yeah he got yeah. sick yeah and he just they like they planned out this huge fight scene the guy had like trained for weeks apparently yeah or like two weeks i think and then when it came to the day of shooting harrison ford couldn't film it he just couldn't so he asked what if i just shoot him yeah didn't he have like dysentery yep yeah yeah <laughs> he dysentery he just couldn't do it <laughs> And that's where the that scene changes to. But that that that's now like it's funny like how that's like an iconic scene now. Oh yeah, it's just iconic. The guy swinging on the sword and all he just pop. shoots at. But has anyone thought about like how did it feel for that guy who was training oh, was for pissed. a week? He was pissed. Oh yeah. Okay. They okay. Asked, they asked him. Yeah. He was pissed. <laughs> training for weeks because that was supposed to be his like big moment on screen. Yeah. And nothing happened. <laughs> nothing <laughs> happened. He does all these like fancy flips, swings the sword around, then just gets shot. Yes, that was it. <laughs> like I said, it sucks for his end because, like I said, he thought it was be his big break of a moment. Yeah, on camera, dude, he was on camera for like what ten <laughs> seconds. At mm-hmm. most. Oh man, that's funny. That's sad. That's sad. But like I said, like that is a very this is a very common thing that happens in Hollywood and LA all the time. I mean, can you think about like any other like film productions that had like severe like fuck ups that they had to work around? Um. Like I can think about like classics, like of course, like the Evil Dead. Yeah. Where mid shooting, a lot of the actors and actresses had to leave. So you know, Sam Raimi and his brother had to body double a lot for those roles. That's why a lot of those scenes, their hand or them wearing wigs, they get the back of the head shot. Like yeah. they did a lot of good recovery. That's oh, no, that's great crazy. recovery. I mean, what it was it just them two, or they had a, a third person? I think they had a buddy with them. Yeah, because I mean that's a uh, dude. When you're that's. I don't know. Like, I would never have thought about doing that. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand, like, uh, you know, at the moment, you just got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But to actually think, fuck it, put on wigs, yeah. and women's clothes, and we got to figure this out right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's smart. That is a smart way to work yeah. around things. Yeah, yeah, but can you think about, like, any more, like, modern, more recent films? The most, I mean, I think the most, I guess, bigger ones, like, bigger studio ones, like Marvel, mm-hmm. where the end of Thor 2... They had, uh, what's her name? Natalie Portman? Or yeah, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Yeah. Uh, she did not want to return for the final scene. Mm. The they, she, he shows up and he kisses her. Oh, really? So it's Hemsworth's wife. Really? 
Yep, that's his wife right there in that shot. Because that's why you only see a back of her head a slight, at a slight angle. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see her face, but not too much. But it's mostly her hair. Okay. And luckily she's a blonde as well, so it worked. Oh, yeah, that works, man. Yeah, that works. And then... Oh, I got to say that now. Yeah, I got to follow that up. Yeah, it, it... Same thing. When I first watched it, I didn't even notice it. Really? Then when I watched like some like those, like those clips of like, you know, the top 20 things that you didn't notice in Marvel back in those videos. Oh, one of those videos. Oh, I do. I have a problem with those videos. I get, I get sucked down those rabbit holes all the time. Yes. And it's information I already know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, you already know like half of the information they're giving out, but you're like, oh my goodness, but what's going to be top 10? Like what's going to be number one? It's like, it's one of those things like where you get like, what's like the top like the watch mojo. This is what I gotta say. Watch mojo is like where it's at. They always have these things where it's like, here's like the top 10 Christmas movies of all time. What's gonna be number one? It's like, you know, it's gonna be, it's a wonderful, like, you know, it's gonna be, it's a wonderful life. So, like, wh- or like, um, what's the other one? Uh, Miracle at, uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, it's gonna be one of those two. So, yeah. why? Why bother? You know, it's gonna be top one. Yeah, I get stuck in those two. I'm like, like I said, like top twenty things you did, or top ten things you didn't know about this. <laughs> well, let me find out. <laughs> I already knew that, knew that, knew that. That was one thing I didn't know. But the rest of the information, like I, that's it. Like the top ten things you didn't know about Fast and Furious. Mm-mm. There'll be one thing I didn't know compared to the number nine things. The other nine things. Let's see right there. Yeah. So is this the scene right here? This- I think they filmed. It's the part where. She's standing outside. Okay. So is this like face swapped for this part? It almost looks face swapped. I think it might be. Yeah, because this is where Thor comes in, right? Yeah. Or is that really her and they just pulled that from previous footage? I think that's previous footage. I'm talking about this particular scene right here. Yeah, yeah, where the kiss. Yeah, the I kiss. Can, this makes sense. The actual kiss was like, that's not her at all. Yeah, that makes sense. But I think, yeah. Oh, that backdrop looks so fake. That's bad. That's bad, though. That is bad. I mean, that's... Like, I think they had her reaction already. No wonder it's, like, such a low-rated <laughs> Marvel film. Look at that backdrop. That's that's such green screen. You can see that. You can see that. People will have a link for you to watch this. Dude, like Legos. <laughs> <laughs> that almost reminds me of um, The Room. It does. It's it a- almost reminds me of The Room. Well, I would not be surprised. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I kind of want to. The camera just pans over, and you just see that. Let's go, oh, Tommy Wise. Oh, Tommy Wise. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, that's bad. That is bad pickup. But I, I definitely get it. I get it. Yeah, you got to finish the project. You got to get that. Is that was that a post credit scene? That was post credit, yeah, right? Yeah, post credit scene. Oh, that Another one. one I just remember too right now. That's still unnecessary too because they break up in the next film too. So it's like, why? It's I don't know, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, the another one I just remember from Marvel was at the end of Avengers. The uh, what was Captain America? What's the actor's name again? Uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yes, his hand is over his face because he has a mustache. Oh yeah, because he's, he was filming Snowpiercer for yeah, that. Oh, he has a beard. Oh, full yeah. beard. Yeah, yeah. He has a beard. So that's another one they had to. It was a reshoot and they had to work around. Mm-hmm. Just put your hand over your face. Oh it's yeah, a, it's yeah. an easy cover. You know what was a terrible workaround when DC tried to remove Henry Cavill's mustache? Dude, I don't know why. <laughs> These because he had that stash for Mission Impossible. That's right. <laughs> you know that good old arm pumps. 
Dude, I mean, that's, you got to cock it. Dude, I love that scene. I, I got to say, I like, I don't really care too much about the Mission Impossible no. films, but that one fight scene. Oh, yeah. Dude, okay. I like that fight scene simply because it reminds me of like 80s action movies. Yeah, yeah. Just straight up just. What's Testosterone. Testosterone, that's all. Yeah, that's all, that's all it was. Yeah, yeah. That's all I want, man. In some, in some action movies, that's all I want. Yeah. Just straight up testosterone. But it's funny how they kind of just simply just removed the mustache. Like, it was so weird. It was so weird and so Dude, bad. they rebuilt his entire lip. Mm-hmm. That was weird. Like, that actually, was really weird. Uh, I mean, honestly, it probably would be better effect if just like painted a flesh color. Yeah. <laughs> painted a flesh color. And there we go. It would have been, yeah, that definitely would have been a better job. But just getting out from like Marvel or DC or anything like that, can you think of like other films? Like I can think about like, it's not too recent, but like 2000 Gladiator. Yeah. Um, when What's His Face um, passed away mid-production and they had to basically get pieces of previous scenes that he shot in and pieced it together to basically, basically make like a digital double. That he is essentially an early version of B-Fake. Yeah. Um, man, I forgot his name. Let's see. Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look that up. Look that up. Oliver Reed? His name is? Yes. They had to take previous scenes that he was in, and then they had to kind of digitize it, and then do some color correcting, and then, like you said, earlier versions of Face Swap. Yeah. Just to finish those scenes up. And honestly, pretty good. Yeah, it still holds up. It still holds up, because I'd say I didn't. I didn't realize he passed away. Yeah. Until like, like I say, like maybe six months after the movie came out, mm-hmm. and I'm like, holy shit, got to go back and rewatch it over and over. And I still like, damn, yeah. Could we pull that up and see that scene? I think it's like when he was in prison, when he's giving the speech about the uh, about being a gladiator. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Good movie. Good movie. It's a, it's a good movie, but it's like. Like the bros have ruined it for me. Kind of really, those it's let's say people with like three hundred. Yeah, yeah, they ruined it. Yeah, it's just uh, let's see. Yeah, look at that. It's like it's at borderline of the uncanny valley. It's very, <laughs> it's very, it's very close. Yeah, it's it's close, but. You could still notice something's off. Yeah. But for, and that's all the way back in 2000. Yeah. 2000. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Like I said, it's, it's very close. Like the shadow is not like hundred percent. Yeah. And the color is a little off. Like it's a little, it's not as contrasty. Yeah, like I say it's just slightly off, but still, it's fantastic compared to. Oh yeah, yeah. Compared to a lot of movies nowadays, mm-hmm. like that right there. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, That's it's why I, I love. I love when they have to like work around stuff like that. Yeah, and they can figure things out to make it work. I mean, it helped a lot to shoot that scene in very dark lighting. Yes. So. That's something that they probably had to think ahead of time, like, okay, you know, how we're we gonna make this work. And they, and at this point, they already shot most of the scenes already. Yeah. So they had a lot of reference points to work with. Mm-hmm. And it'll be another story if it was, you know, if it was, you know, one week into filming. Yeah. And then, you know, it passes away, and you gotta figure things out. Yeah. But man, it's just like that. That's why I love. It's like brilliant stuff like that, where it really, it really brings out the joy and love of being a filmmaker. We have to like f- solve stuff like that. Like yes. you have to fix problems. 
Uh, can you think of like any other productions? I'm trying to think of any major productions that had like like huge setbacks that they had to work around to get I mean, filming done. I mean, now I mean, obviously, the a lot of studios had to work with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Is they had to work towards a skeleton crew. Mm, yeah, you know, behind the scenes, not necessarily in front of what you see, but what's going on behind the scenes is just you know, uh, like we have a friend who worked on a uh, Netflix show. Who told us that it was down to a skeleton crew Ooh, and yeah. having her yeah. pretty much running the entire production. Basically everything. Yeah. Where uh. what she explained to us was uh she was in charge pretty much she was in between everyone else. And the, none of the crew members were allowed to have contact with one another. So if they needed new batteries, she had to go grab the batteries, give it to the cameraman, uh, get the batteries from them, sanitize them, and take them to their station. It was no longer where the cameraman could do, you know, all that stuff. Pass it off. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. had to be literally the pass off for everyone. Yeah, for everything, for for sound, for for video, for, you know, paperwork, anything. She was the pass around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a lot of things that I know that the, during the pandemic, now it's a lot a little looser, mm-hmm. but at its peak, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's, it sucks and it's just annoying that you had to do that stuff. Yeah. But then you're having productions like left and right. Half the staff is getting COVID, shutting down, calling off. So it was like, huh, like, what do you want? Like, what do you want? It's a, uh, I mean, you have to know the risk. If you're going into, into, you know, during a pandemic. Yeah. You got to know the risk that it could be shut down at any time. Mm-hmm. Which is why you had that one freak out of uh, Tom Cruise. Wait, what? That, you, know, you remember that? The Tom Cruise freak out when he, he screamed at the staff. Because two of them were leaned over to a computer. Oh yeah, yeah, that. And where he had, where which people took it slightly out of context. Which yes, he kind of a little over exaggerated. Yeah, yeah. But he, it is his production because he's mm. the one that's producing it. Mm-hmm. So he would lose money if they had yeah, to if they yeah, if they got off. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. his money being lost. That's so why I get it. Him <laughs> freaking out. But at the same time, just because he's Tom Cruise, he should be freaking out. <laughs> 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 you're saying because tom cruise is tom cruise he can't freak out like that it's, it's different if you get like a, a director doing it because if it's a director who you know everyone's like yeah that's who cares but when you're the face you're the actor yeah okay okay so worse. you're saying because he's the actor yeah uh, the way you pronounce oh, no. it out you're breaking like well it's fucking tom cruise he can't have an outburst because he's weird like that or something no, like no, no. <laughs> no i mean it'd be like i'm trying to think of like a like if like Jonah Hill (laughs) (laughs) you're just saying like if the main star just starts freaking out you know you get those classic Christian Bale freak out yeah 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 that he freaked out which was unfortunately justified I mean if you look at the situation it was justified yeah it's like dude get the fuck off the set dude yeah it's (laughs) mid shooting like what are you thinking you don't you don't check a light bulb mid shooting like are you dumb (laughs) yeah so it's Some freakouts are justified. But, I mean, like the David Lynch one. Oh, yeah, that one too. We talked about it in the past, but that's a freak. Technically, that is a yeah. freakout. Yeah. And no one's going to say anything about it because that's the director. Yeah, yeah. I do I do miss hearing a lot. You don't get too many of those freakouts now. Like I, yeah. There was like a moment where it was like a spree of freakouts on sets. It's just, it's this climate that you just can't. Yeah. You know, you can't do that, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I miss that a little bit. I, I do miss that a little bit. I don't know. I kind of want to see the whole, you know, director throwing his coffee across the, you know, the room because 
a shot was wrong uh, <laughs> or it was like the damn it throws the coffee to the ground splash demands another one from the PA oh no no even better it's when he he throws on the floor Braze's hand out and there's another one already given to him. Like they know it's going to happen. Yeah. So there you have that PA just have coffee on hand. <laughs> I do miss those like slightly a little bit. But yeah, you don't, you don't really get those happening. No. I mean, yeah, you can't really be an asshole nowadays. No, it's not. It's, it's, I mean, it's good. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, who knows? It could also lead to other things made bad because I mean I know that some directors have I think it's who is it? Nolan has the rule of no sitting. Oh, no chairs. No chairs. That's what it was. Yeah, he has that rule of no chairs on set. Yeah. If you're, sitting, if you're sitting, you're doing nothing. Yeah. So I, I understand that rule. Yeah, yeah. And especially if you're on the clock, that means you're on the clock. Yeah, yeah. If you're not, then you can just sit down, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing is like a lot of people think like, okay, film set, like, you know, you fix up the scene, you get the lights on and then everyone's in the back and they're just like all standing or watching. But that's not like how it's always happened. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're filming two to three scenes at the same time. And that's why you have like, you know, second unit going out and getting like good of all the inserts and close ups and shots like that. The one that does it very, that's very frequent that is uh, sitcoms mm-hmm. where where they film one shot into you know one location of the studio mm-hmm. and if you were to look on the other side you see an entire crew either tearing down or resetting an entire scene yeah, so yeah. preparing that you know when the actors walk into that scene they're ready to start filming yeah yeah it's already ready and good yeah, it's to already go. good to go yeah. and then once they're into that scene the previous one they're uh, stripping it back down to its bare mm-hmm. minimum. Yeah. And yes, it's hard to do that with like smaller crews like this. Like us, we can't do that. No, we, can't. we can't do that. We're too small. So we actually have to be like the old fashioned way where we set up for the whole scene. Everyone sits back and they watch. Yeah. But then at the same time, that's why I usually have you running in the background, trying to manage and plan things and pulling people to the side and telling them, Hey, you know, next scene, we're going to do this and all that, you know, all that yeah. stuff. So that's how we try to, manage our time in our crew and try to get them working while we're shooting scene. Yeah. Just hopefully, you know, they just stay shutting up. <laughs> yeah. It's a, when you're working with people, man, so it's, it's, it's a hit and miss, unfortunately. Yeah, some yeah. people take it hundred percent seriously. Mm-hmm. There's some people don't care mm-hmm. and some people just do not understand. Air microphones pick up everything. <laughs> that is usually the hardest thing that people tr- fail to understand. Like you don't get how sensitive this mic is. I hear you blinking. It is. I mean, people do <laughs> we tell, I mean, anyone that puts on the headphones to hear the mic understands it. Yeah. Because they've never put the headphones on. They don't understand how sensitive it is. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I think we've done this in the past where we tell them to whisper for something. Mm-hmm. And they start speaking normal tone. Like, no, no, whisper. We can hear you. And still they speak normal tone. Yeah. It's like, no, we hear you. And they'll, they'll take like maybe like 15 steps away. Hi, yeah, yeah, we're at it's like no we could still hear you yep. it's we like come it. on it's like no one tell them, do not move like we tell them, we're at the cabin we tell everyone do not footsteps. move footsteps oh yeah footsteps you can hear every I'm talking about the, the shag of the carpet sliding you can mm-hmm. hear it do not move mm-hmm. I, I think that is usually one of my biggest pet peeves if you are moving while I said action at any point is anyone moving no they should not be moving I need to see feet planted oh we've done it before where we're like you we're walking like i remember that me and colton were walking mm-hmm. and right we don't actually really froze in place <laughs> and just waited 
<laughs> we just sat there like, like my one of my foot was still in the air. Yeah. Just waited. <laughs> and once I heard, okay, we're done. Okay, we just continued what we were doing. Oh yeah, you guys know I get livid when I hear footsteps and I see people moving. I'm like, no, stop moving unless you're far away, so far away that the mic people can't hear you and you're setting something up or doing something productive. I don't want to see you moving. Dude, I mean, also another thing too, if you're on the outside of the house, whisper still. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause you think that since you're outside, the walls are super thick and they'll block out any noise. Yeah. You're, no, no, we still hear you from the outside. We still hear you and you just have to whisper when you talk, which we did that too. I have to tell everyone, you have, mm-hmm. when you're outside, you whisper. <laughs> Pretend you're, you know, that we're filming right next to you. Just whisper mm-hmm. the entire time. And you know what's funny too? These like workarounds and stuff or issues, you don't even get these on like just big sets or small sets. This is something that happens across the board. Like going to back to the topic of like workarounds and everything, both small independent crews and huge, large, like massive crews in like studios, like they both have constant issues and problems around the clock that need to get fixed. And it's just kind of funny that it's like, it's for both. No, it's both. Like you have, like I said, workarounds, duct tape. Oh, duct yeah. Tape yeah. is your best friend. And uh, duct tape and grip, uh, not grip tape. Uh, what's it called? Um, uh, fuck, what's it? Dude, I'm drunk. Gaffer's tape. Gaffer's tape. That's yep. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Gaffer's tape becomes your best friend. Oh, yeah. You got to get the good old, t- the trusty gaffer's tape. The gaffer's tape, you could tie up <laughs> anything to that. And I've seen already like, images of people like their cameras held together mm-hmm. because they needed an extra light on there or mm-hmm. they needed extra batteries but they couldn't have no mounts for it so they just take that picture on there yeah and it's funny too because like you get problems like in the small film people like us and it doesn't matter like if it's not even your department or anything like you're going out and you need to help fix the problem because you're so small so everyone needs to kind of come together like yeah. we even get actors coming in and putting their input to fix problems yes which i like i like that all the time yeah. i have no problem with that i know some people some directors and stuff they get issues with that no i like i mean like i like help from anyone yeah yeah anyone yeah. Especially, like I said, I've never required anyone to like, oh, you have to help us out here. Yeah. If they if they offer it, I'll gladly take it. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, you want to help? Yeah, um, get those, you know, stands, those light stands and move them out of the way so, yeah. you know, we can get this like couch in, like yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I have no problem with it. But, you know, there's always, the, of course, the liability, you know, yeah. left in the air. I, mean, I try to keep it as minimal as possible. Like, yeah. If they, you know, if all the, you know, they're just helping me move a bag over. Mm-hmm. Like, Can't we move a couple bags? Or mm-hmm. if they need help some bags, I'm like, okay, we'll do that. Yeah. But if it's like the bigger major, like, you know, hanging off a ledge, holding the lights. Yeah. No, I'm doing it myself. Yeah, yeah. You know what's also really helpful when you have casting calls? So when you do these castings, you got to kind of feel them out to make sure who's an asshole or not. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. what I love about that, too. Yeah, it's great. I will make sure. I will rather take the person who is second place in skill or performance who is very friendly and open and very helpful and very easy to work with than the best person who's just a complete dick. Yeah. 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 I mean, for any filmmakers out there or entry mm-hmm. or trying to, you know, still working its way, you know, figure out how things go. Honestly, spend like 10 minutes with the person, really. Yeah. yeah. Sit there, talk with them, you know, bullshit with them a little bit and you feel them out. That's how you'll feel them out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of times as well, it's kind of like that whole interview (laughs) thing where, you know, you lie on the interview. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) 
oh yeah, I'm, I'm a leader. You know, I am you know, very open person. I, you know, I'm outgoing, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, no, you're not. No, you're not. Uh, just, <laughs> the same thing with them. They're like, oh yeah, we're cool. We'll hang yeah. out with them. You, yeah. 10 minutes of talking to them. You find out that they're just complete assholes who yeah. only care about themselves <laughs> and that's it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's funny that, you know, you get all this help from everyone. Cause of course it's a small crew. So everyone is collaborating together to get this production going. But the bigger the studio, the bigger the crew, you get to the part where it's like, oh man, I'm the lighting guy, but something's going on in audio. I have no idea because I can't really go and talk to the audio guys like that because I don't know the audio guys like that, but hopefully it gets fixed so you know we can get back to production. Like You see the difference, like the cognitive difference because it's such a massive crew and you're such an isolated department away. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's everything, everyone's a working, you know, Everyone's, uh, you know, a gear to get the machine going. Mm-hmm. If one you calling know, if people one, cogs, Adrian. No, I don't like to say you're calling them tools. They're machines. They're people, Adrian. They're people. You know what I mean. <laughs> but I mean, overall, the machine needs to work as one. Yeah. And at the end of it, it all needs to work as one to get it going. Uh, and if one department decides to fail, one person decides to, you know, hold everyone back because they're, you know, they either going through their own shit or they're just being selfish. Yeah. Uh, it holds everyone back. It does. Yeah, yeah. And we've had that in the past before where one person holds everyone back. Oh, yeah. And we just, again, it's one of those workarounds. Either you try to be nice and get that person going or you become a complete well, asshole. We've, like, we've had it from both ways. So we've had people, that one person who holds everything back and they're just miserable to work with. They're a dick. No one likes them. Everyone hates that person and you just got to let them go. But then you get that one person who holds that production back, but you still like them and you don't want to be the asshole to kick them off and let them go. So you're trying every possible way to give them some kind of work, some job just to minimally keep them in. No, no, we try that. Yeah. No, we've tried that with like people like fuck. Oops. And we got that. We, I mean, it sucks when you get those type of people. Yeah. I mean, I, at the same time, I try to, you know, remember that everyone has this one of those days, but. Yeah. In film, unfortunately, with filmmaking, you just mm-hmm. gotta push that shit through. You. Yeah. You yeah. Can't let it get to you. And it was funny too, because I usually get those type of people from like bigger studios. Like for most of the time. Yeah. It's like. People have this like mentality like, oh man, everyone in the film industry, everyone in the film crew, they're just grouchy and angry and it's all these like, hey, I'm a professional and I know my stuff, but it's not like that all the time. And you do get those one people, even in the like the major studios that it's just holding everyone back, but he's a nice guy. Yeah. Like he's really sweet. No, well, it's what you could tell when a person is being, you know, kind of do it on purpose. Yeah. Or you could tell like, you know, they're just having that day where it's just things are not going right for them. Yeah. And you're trying to help out as much as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone has, like I said, everyone has those days and we just kind of have to go through it. Yeah. But there are those people who are just like, just deliberate assholes who, you know, hold a production just because they can. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause it's about them. Everything's about them. This production is to help them advance their career. Yeah. And not thinking about the, you know, the staff that has to go home at the end night. Yep. The crew. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It sucks when that yeah. happens. But like I said, workarounds. You always try to find these workarounds yeah. all the time. You find workarounds. You find, uh, you know, if you don't have a location that you want, you know, you find out where you want, you know, 
where can you get it? Mm-hmm. That that is also a common thing. Locations too. It's it happens where you have issues. Like sometimes, like the venue host will just cancel on you all the, like out of nowhere, yep. and you have to like, oh man, we got like production going in like four days. We got to figure out a whole new restaurant to find. Yeah, and you have those. You know, either the director or producer themselves, or even you have a scout that does it for you. Mm-hmm. Dude, some of these people work miracles. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's some people that I read up stories about people who've done miracles on like last minute productions. They just drive around asking everyone. Oh, yeah. Until they found a place. I mean, it's funny, like you get those miracle workers. You do get those a lot from like location scouts yeah. or even from um, just like pickups or reshoots. Um, one particular scene that I could think of, which is funny because where they shot that location, where they originally wanted to shoot that. Lo- no, no. Yeah. They originally shot the location in an alleyway. So it was for Thor Ragnarok. So the scene where, um, what's her name? Shows up for the first time. Um, uh, Hella. Yeah. Kate Blanchett. Hella. The character Hella. Yeah. So, you know, in the trailer where it was like in the back alleyway. Yeah. And then for some reason they scrapped the idea and it was like in the middle of Norway on this like nice like cliff top with a grassy knoll and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So all that was like green screen shot in the back lot. <laughs> Dude, that's <laughs> on a little grassy part of <laughs> Dude, that's that's how workarounds. <laughs> that's how you do a workaround. Dude, it's amazing how sometimes they do this. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, it's incredible. Like, hold on, I gotta pull that up. I have to pull up that scene because it's it's funny. Like, now you can see it. You can definitely see it. But when that first happened, you're like, oh man, like what happened? Like, I thought this was like in the back alley. Well, okay, this is cool. They just probably reshot the whole scene, you know, somewhere else. Just in the back lot. They're just in the back lot, just chilling. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was hella arrives. Here you go. So all this, which is like reshot and green screened over. Brother. <laughs> and it's like in the back lot. <laughs> what you are doing. And a lot of like the background removals and everything is just, they originally shot a lot of the scene like in an alleyway. I don't know why, I can't remember exactly why this ought to like change the location. That looks good. That looks good. Looks great. I mean, you get those janky like steel backgrounds that kind of look a little too like sharp that should have been kind of like, they needed to get a little blurred out a little bit more. But a lot of it works. A lot of it works. It's... That's green screen, dude. We need to do that. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. And that is becoming a big thing now. Like, green screen just helps fix a lot of issues. It does, but it also becomes a a crutch for a lot of filmmakers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it really does. Or for the producers to say, fix it in post. Oh, you know, I hate that line. You know, I hate that. That's You know, I hate that line so much. Yeah. So much. Oh, you can just fix it in post, right? Yeah. I mean, like that one project you were working on. That's yeah, yeah. Guy wanted gave me no he. There was no plans from the get go for any of this. He just kind of stuck it on you. Like he wants rocks, trees, 
You can just add it on there, can't you? Yeah, yeah. No, it was the worst part. It was like there was, n- he had no idea what he wanted for his scenes and he wanted to shoot in green screen. But I was like, you know, we got to work a camera angle. We got to figure it out. And uh, this should have been all done in pre, like this is yeah. a pre job. We know, you know, shut down production for a bit, figure this out, get your pre-work finished and then, you know, reshoot again or something or shoot what you need to shoot in live location first. And then afterwards, let everyone know, hey, you know, we're going to need to come back for some studio work because studio work should always be last. You should always get your scenes you need to shoot on location first. Yes. First, that is number one. And then you finish everything up in the studio. That should be how it's done. Well, I mean, the first thing, I mean, that should be done, but planning is a major thing. Yeah. Plan every fucking thing out. So you avoid any, you know. It's easier to plan out multiple days at one studio than it is to plan out multiple different locations on different days. Yeah. So you should figure out those one where you have a bouncy schedule and then afterwards, you know, beforehand, because you should have the plan out to let everyone know, hey, we're going to come back and then it's going to be the next, you know, four weeks or, you know, three weeks in the studio, just finishing out with, you know, built sets and green screen or blue screen, however we want to do it. That show would be done, but no, no, not how, that's not how everyone thinks. And some people expect miracle workers. Yeah. It's just, and that's why I feel sorry for the visual team. Anyone who works in visual effects, they feel the brunt force of this. Sometimes you do get good clients who are just like, yeah, you know, we have this plan. It's already planned now. Here are sketches, here are video, you know, here's our like drawings. You know, we have models and everything. They help a lot and they provide a lot of the material for them. But sometimes they just shoot a scene in front of a green screen and they just pass it off and like, have fun. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, and like I said, producers do that. They, they, all right. Uh, yeah, bless you. Thank you. Uh, like I say, if they don't, if a person doesn't truly understand how visual effects works, mm-hmm. like any person on you know the street thinks, well, it's it's special effects. It's easy to do. Yeah, you just stuck it on there and call it a day. Mm-hmm. But no, if you don't plan it correctly, it all goes to hell. Yeah, it goes to hell so fast. Yes. Uh, actually, another example I just thought about too mm-hmm. for workarounds. Yeah. In. In the movie Naked Gun 3, uh, the actor who played the lieutenant or the captain, he was there. He At this point, he was having medical issues where he could not, he was not able to walk. Mm. So instead of having him walk off the scene, like walk out of the shot itself, mm. they had a, he was supposed to get up out of the chair and walk out. Instead, what they did, it just had him lean out of, out of, um, out of frame, and that's it. <laughs> so it makes it look like he got up and walked. Yeah. And it's just him leaning out and, and they add that sound and they effect. A body double, okay, body double. A body double, which they, when they did the um, the other shots of him walking off screen, mm. which you only see his back, and that's it. Okay, that's clever. So that's sometimes you just have to, like I said, those things where an actor is they're injured. Um, what was another? There was an actor who broke their arm, and they had to do it. Uh, they had to hide it. Man, I mean that happens a lot. That happens a lot with people who get injured on yeah. set. No, but it was supposed to be like, it was a main actor in the film. Uh, it's not Robert Downey Jr. Uh, maybe Johnny Depp had it, did that. But there was a major actor who did that where he they were in a cast 
mm-hmm. and they just had to like, pretty much hide it the entire time. Yeah. But like I said workarounds that uh, I know another major workaround was in Law and Order when Mishka Hargate was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had her carrying boxes. <laughs> boxes. They put boxes in front of her belly, so it's she looks like she's just carrying boxes the entire time. Uh. So anytime they shot her was uh, from chest up, mm-hmm. and then uh, from her back, mm-hmm. and anytime they showed her full body, she had something. She was carrying something. Oh, that's or clever. They blocked it with something like they but- used like. Uh, you know, someone walking by or something to block her. You know. oh, oh, that's clever. That is really clever. Yeah. Yeah. I can think, I mean, the only thing I can also think about like on the digital part of that is when they filmed Shazam, when they try to get the character flying in the mall in that scene, mm-hmm. they accidentally in the background shot some of the crew. Um, so what they cleverly did is they, they like basically put CGI like Photoshop, like, um, like shopping bags in their hands to make it look like they're just like uh, shoppers. Yeah, that's what you do. You got your crew guy in there like, well, they're part of the right there. They're, they're people in the mall. That's also a common thing too. Uh, fixing up like signs or stuff you actually catch in your shot and you have to like visually like change it out with something else. Yeah, that's actually a major one. Yeah. Labels, all that kind of stuff. That happens quite often. Like how many times do we have to like block out someone's label on their shirt and like mesh it in with like the t-shirt just to make it look like a black t-shirt? So that's, I mean, that happens. I mean, any major company does not like their logo because you have to pay for it. Oh, yeah. The notorious number one is Coca-Cola. Mm. They are notorious for suing anyone that uses a logo. Really? Yeah. They're they're not. You have to pay up the ass to have theirs, uh, to have their logo. That's why everyone makes like the fake Coke. Uh, yeah, yeah. All the fake Coke stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. the bigger the company, the more likely you're going to get sued. Yeah, that the mean, small company they they don't care. They're about it's the exposure. You're happy you got the exposure. Yeah. Unless you're Bud Light, they want more people <laughs> to hold that beer. Ah, <laughs> oh, good old back to that good old product placement. No matter what, we can never escape that. We can never escape that scene. It's so it's so harsh on the eyes. How much like money they're throwing into your, that movie? Dude, they they've. I mean, product placement's been here since I'm, I'm not sure when the first movie did it. But there's a difference between like product placement in the background of a scene and you're like, okay, whatever. Cause you know, it's, you're not thinking about it. And then there's that product placement where it's in your face. Like you need to look at these cans of Bud Light. You need to see Mark Wahlberg drink that beer. I don't know. Does it make you fucking thirsty? Like that's. Hold on, hold on. No, no. It, I still think worse is Back to the Futures. All the, the entire franchise. Uh, you gotta admit, Pepsi was yeah, yeah, were, yeah. Pepsi tab, mm-hmm. uh, any pretty much logo was like straight up in your face. Yeah, that's Pizza true. Hut, all those were in that's your face. That's true. Oh, that reminds me, Pizza Hut with the 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 classic film with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yes. Yeah, they had that product placement like solid. That's I, I also missed that too. What happened to like product placement commercials like Taco Bell? Remember Taco Bell and Godzilla? Oh, dude, I cannot. They loved that. each other so much. That terrible movie, dude. I, that memory is like stuck to me, like imprinted <laughs> in my head. Like the, the chihuahua looking up at that Godzilla line, it's embedded in that is I saw that everywhere when that movie came out you couldn't escape those commercials dude okay that's the power of product placement because I said I want to go watch that movie really I, yeah, I, did, I did I did I did I saw that movie in theaters I did I mean I was upset but I was <laughs> 
But that's I missed the pow- that power of <laughs> you missed that 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 when you got hand on hand. Yeah, uh, that was just that was that. I think that's like the king of product placement right there. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's gonna be a good place to close tonight's topic. Um, what do you? I want to thank everyone listening for tonight's podcast. I'm curious on your thoughts on tonight's topic. How do you feel about like film industry workarounds, or are there examples in your life that you had to work around just half-ass really quick that you actually made a miracle out of? You can leave a comment below if you're watching this on our Next Journey YouTube channel. If not, we'll be putting this up on an open forum on our website at www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash red band podcast for our listeners to discuss episode topics and various other film related news we put out episodes every friday for our audio listeners you can find the red band podcast on itunes amazon music spotify and of course our website which i'll say again www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash red band podcast please like and subscribe and we'll see you next time later taters <laughs> <laughs>